Faith is essential in the life of a believer. Remaining in faith, though, is key to receiving whatever it is that we're hoping for. What we will discover today in our episode is how faith contributed to the healing of two girls. Hmm. Are you ready? Let's go. Today, we are going to look at a passage that involves two people. These two people both desired and needed something from Jesus. Now, their approach for obtaining what they desired was different. One asked Jesus and the other did not. Yet both received what they believed Jesus could do. Let's go to the text. We're going to pick this up in Mark chapter 5, and we're going to go down to the 21st verse. And what we see is Jesus had crossed over um, by boat to the other side of the lake. This is after leaving the region where the demoniac lived. After delivering him, Jesus got in the boat. Remember, they didn't want him to stay there. And so Jesus went to the other side of the lake. And once he arrived at the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus or Jairus came. And when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with Jesus. So he was praying to Jesus, asking him, you know, to help him because his little daughter was dying. He said, please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and lived. Now, I want you to recognize something first, and that is that um, Jairus was able to get to Jesus despite the crowd. He was not going to be hindered by the number of people that he saw around him. So he was able to get to Jesus. He was persistent in that. And then even though he was a synagogue leader, someone who had some authority, he yields to authority. He humbles himself and he bows down at Jesus's feet. And then he sincerely or earnestly makes a request to Jesus. And that is that he needed help because his daughter was dying. But I want you to note this faith declaration that um, Jairus says. He says, please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. See, he had confidence in the ability of Jesus to cause his daughter to live. And he made that statement. And verse 24 says, so Jesus went with him. So I imagine that Jesus, you know, heard the faith that was in uh, Jairus. And so he went, you know, Jesus is moved by faith. He is also moved by compassion. Well, you know, he is on his way to Jairus's house. And as he is on his way to Jairus's house, a woman who had been suffering with a blood issue for 12 years 
interrupts Jesus's journey to Jairus's house. You know, this woman, she had believed that if she could touch Jesus, she would be made whole. Now notice something, this woman is unnamed, a name is not given for her. And the Bible lets us know that she has had this issue for 12 long years, for 12 years she have she has had this issue. That, y'all, is over, what, 4,000 something days? Hold on, let me see. I know I wrote it down somewhere. Um, it had been over, let's see, 4,380 days. That is, if we're using our calendar for a year. So she had been suffering in this issue for a long time. Now, the Bible lets us know, Mark lets us know in this account that this woman had sought doctors for help for her condition. She even spent all of her money on them to no avail. Her doctor's visits did not help her, but instead, you know, they caused her to get worse instead of better. Now, this woman's blood issue was the root of her problem. She had other problems as well. She experienced some other things, even though the Bible does them does not express it. We can see because Levitical law had certain rules about a woman when she was on her ministration and things like, you know, she, if, if she touched something or everything she touched or who touched her would be unclean, you know, so she she, she kind of lived a life for a long time that was isolated. She um, could not contribute to society in a way that she might have wanted to. You know, her being categorized as unclean for so long, you know, could have caused her to have, you know, low self-esteem. It, you know, could have put a stigma on her. It, it, it could have caused some issues uh, with relationships because of this blood problem she was having. She had financial issues now because of this blood problem. And, you know, so this woman wanted to be free. She wanted relief and she wanted healing of this disorder because it affected her entire being. Now, this woman somehow has heard about Jesus. And we see this in verse um, 27. She heard about Jesus. Now, I don't know how she heard about him. I don't, I don't know if she um, had someone who had been healed by Jesus, perhaps, who came and told her that she needed to get to Jesus because Jesus could help her. Whatever the case was, this woman was willing to break all of the laws so that she could get to her only remaining hope and that was Jesus. Now, she um, could have also heard about the paralytic man that 
um, Jesus healed. You remember his friends tore the roof off of a house so that Jesus, so that they could get him to Jesus and Jesus could heal him. I, you know, I don't know. I'm still pondering how had she heard about Jesus. Uh, but anyway, whatever it was, she had heard about him. And I am reminded of the passage that says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And we know Jesus to be the word. So this woman says to herself that she has to get to Jesus. Some translation said that she thought that if I could just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Now, this woman has made a faith statement. She has believed in her heart before she even sees the outcome that this thing is going to come to pass. So what does she do? She gets up and she goes up behind Jesus. She also finds him also in the crowd. And like Jaira, she was not going to be hindered by the crowd. Somehow she got to Jesus. I don't know if she got down on her knees and crawled uh, on, on the ground to get to Jesus. It, you know, it's possible. You, you, you got to remember everyone who touched her was now going to be unclean because of the the condition and everything she touched was going to be unclean. She threw all that out the window. She did not care about that because that woman wanted to be delivered and she was willing to risk it all to get to Jesus to get her healing. So she gets close enough and she does touch him. Now she touched him with faith filled hands and immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was free from her suffering. Now, can you imagine the elation this woman had? And she had to keep it bottled up because she was operating covertly. <laughs> this woman was trying to pickpocket Jesus. I think I read that expression somewhere, but she was trying to pickpocket Jesus for a healing. She was trying to steal the healing. Um, and so she had to be quiet because even though you know, she had received what she was asking for. She was doing it undercover. So imagine now 12 years of dealing with the same matter and now feeling all of that discomfort that comes with that blood flow. Women, you know, and, and now in an instance is gone. It's no more. What an amazing faith. She believed that all she had to do was touch the hem, the H-E-M, anything attached to him and that she would be whole. Now, this really proves that if you believe, you shall receive. It also proves that faith can move mountains, right? And, you know, at the moment that this woman was receiving her healing and, you know, trying to now leave the premises, it was at the same time that she was, you know, um, 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 relishing in her newfound feelings that Jesus felt virtue. He felt power leave him. You know, this 
captured his attention. And so he asked aloud, who touched me? Now, remember, he was on his way to touch the synagogue leader's daughter to heal her. But the crowd was pressing against him and they were touching him. And his disciples said to Jesus that, hey, what do you mean? Who's touching you? You know, all these people out here. What do you mean, who touched you? Jesus, you know, was not paying any attention. He didn't even respond to his disciples' comment. Instead, Jesus kept on looking around because this was a different touch. This was a faith-filled touch, and Jesus felt something leave him. He felt healing power leave him. And so Jesus was looking around. Now, this woman knew that it was her and she knew that it was who uh, that she was the one that Jesus was looking for. So she went and she fell at his feet. Come on. Now we see Jairus falling at the feet. Now we see this woman falling at the feet of Jesus. So she goes, but she's trembling with fear. She's afraid, I believe, is mixed with uh, with some reverence, but more so fear because of how she went about getting her healing. But she came and she made her confession, okay? She came and knelt before him. And the Bible says that she told Jesus the whole truth. That is in verse 33. Now, after Jesus heard about this woman and heard about the years, the number of years that she has been experiencing this issue and heard, you know, even in his own heart and mind, how it has affected her entire well-being and how now she is depleted of funds. But she knew that if she could just get to him, she knew that everything would be made whole. Now, listen, into the response of Jesus. In verse number 34, Jesus looks at her. And I imagine that, you know, he's looking down at her and he's recognizing all of these things that she's experienced and that he has um, great compassion towards her. He is possibly even smiling at her. And then he gently says to her, daughter, That indicates relationship, you know, daughter. That shows forth a love, right? He says, daughter, your faith has healed you. Look, Jesus didn't take away her healing. He pronounced it and he pronounced it in front of everyone. He said, go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Now, this passage does not indicate what this woman did, but I am sure this woman thanked Jesus. I am sure tears of joy joy were flowing from her eyes. I am sure that this woman left that uh, place where Jesus was with hands lifted up and that she was just so amazed and joyful at the deliverance that she had received. She now has her life restored. You know, she can now establish relationships without the social stigma and she could regain her wealth. So now remember, all of this is happening um, while Jairus is 
receiving some bad news. And so some bad news comes that his daughter is dead. This is verse 35. And they said, you know, don't even bother the teacher anymore. That's what they are referring to Jesus as. So Jesus hears this message that comes to Jairus and he says immediately to him, don't be afraid. He said, just believe. Now, you know, that news, you know, could, you know, trouble you. It would trouble you. But Jesus captures it because he heard it and he didn't want Jairus to lose the faith that he had already professed. He said, so, you know, please come put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. That was his statement of faith. And Jesus wanted him to retain that. All right, so let's see what happens. Jesus continues the journey. And when they arrive at Jairus' house, Jesus kicked everybody out because they lacked faith. Oh, yeah. See, when Jesus entered Jairus' house, and you can find this in verse 37, 8, and 9, um, and 40. When Jesus entered his house, Jesus asked the question, you know, what's all this wailing? What's all this commotion? The child is not dead, but asleep. But the people laughed at him. They laughed at him. And um, so they didn't take Jesus at that word. And so what Jesus did was put them out. He put them out. See, when you're operating in faith, you cannot have naysayers around you. You got to remember that. If you're believing God for something, make sure you have people around you that believe the same thing because it can bring down your faith. It can bring down your spirit when others are not in agreement. And we want, you know, we want that two or three um, that's, together in agreement. Those are the ones, you know, Jesus, he hears that when two or three come together agreeing, it shall be done. So let's continue here. So Jesus put them out. He put them out. So then he took um, the girl's parents. Um, he took Peter, James, and John, three of his close disciples, to where the little girl was. And then Jesus took the girl's hand. And he said, Talitha Kom, which means, little girl, I say to you, get up. And immediately the little girl stood up and she started walking around. And this little girl was 12 years old. <laughs> the Bible says everyone in that room were completely astonished. So what do we see here? We see in this passage that faith is important. It is important. Faith, you know, it can move mountains. Faith is key in pursuing what we are expecting from God. You know, faith expresses itself. I I believe um, it's Paul that says faith uh, works. What is it? Faith without works is dead, right? A faith has to be expressed. And so Jairus does. When he comes before Jesus and kneels and makes this request and this bold statement, what he believes Jesus can do, that's a faith expressed. 
just like the woman with the issue, she believed before she even got to Jesus that if she could just touch him, you know, he didn't need, she didn't need him to touch her per se. She just wanted to touch him and she knew that she could be healed. Okay. And so faith, you know, faith is essential and it is, um, powerful in our relationship with God and it must be expressed. Now, sometimes faith will be tested. And what we see in the passage is that the faith of the woman was tested. Yes, it was. It was tested because she had some obstacles to get to Jesus. But even though those obstacles related to law, she didn't care. She defied it. She went to Jesus. And then even after she received her healing, she was challenged a bit because now she has to confess what she has done, you know, and she was a little fearful to face Jesus. But once she faced Jesus and she confessed, then Jesus pronounced her healed by that very same faith that she had declared earlier. And you know, Jairus's faith, it was tested too. It was tested when the bad news arrived, the thing that he had hoped for. Jesus challenged him not to close the door on his faith, but to believe and not doubt, okay? And so what we see is that Jesus recognizes faith and we need to hold on to our faith. Regardless of what comes about, let us try not to doubt or disbelieve. And when we pray, you know, believe that we're going to receive what we're asking for. Remember that, that the power, what is it? Death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it will eat the fruit thereof. There is a passage in Isaiah, it's chapter 65, verse 24, where in the New Living Translation, it says it like this, God says that he will answer them before they even call. He says, while they are still talking about their needs, I will go ahead and answer their prayers. That's something we can stand firm on in our faith is that God hears our prayers. He is ready to answer them, especially when we come to him in sincerity, when we come to him in truth and we hold fast to our faith. Okay. Remember, hold to your faith. Now, Father, we thank you that you have given us this example today in this passage, that it is important to maintain our faith. Don't give up. Don't give out. Father, don't doubt. That's what you have called us to do. And so we pray that today, that we will hold fast to the faith. We believe that you are able to do it and there are no limits within you. We bless you, Lord, and we thank you and we love you. Okay, that has been your Daily Dose.